0: Hello, my dear curious friend. Welcome to yet another episode of the Curious Pavel Podcast Sessions. In this episode, number 10, I will meet you with a familiar face. Her name is Milda and you saw her and you heard her voice in episode 1. So episode 1 with Milda, episode 10 with Milda... Episode 100, I promise, we will be with Milda, let's first get to the 100. But today we're going to be talking about Lithuania, her motherland. Did you know that there is a very easy way to recognize Lithuanians? All you need to do is see what they eat while they're on the road. If they have bread and a sausage sandwich, just feel free to approach them and say, Hey, are you from Lithuania? <laughs> That's a really interesting way uh, to start the conversation, by the way. oh so. Did you know that Lithuanians tend to keep things, they don't throw them away, they don't get rid of them, they tend to keep them. Why? We're going to talk about this in this episode. So without any further ado, let's dive into today's episode and welcome Milda to the podcast. Milda, hello, welcome to yet another episode. I am so happy to welcome you. How are you doing today?
1: Hi, Pavel. Hi, everyone. I'm super excited again. Oh my God, it's already the second episode and I guess it's going to be the 10th for you, right? So congratulations, you've been doing really well with these episodes.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Um. Well, it's probably, it's gonna, I wanted you to be the 10th episode, but there are some changes you might go even, I don't know when it's going to be, but you know, ideally you're number 10. Uh, I just want to say thank wow. you so much once again, not just for joining us for this episode and telling us about Lithuania, but also joining in the first place because you are the, the very first guest that, tell, that told us about a country. We talk about Luxembourg. And um, from there, there, there were a lot, of, a lot of people that joined after that. Uh, some of you are your friends. And to be fair, we set the bar quite high from the very first episode. <laughs> and then I don't know if you listened to the episode with uh, Michael from New Zealand where we talk about New Zealand. And we were discussing before that he was like, "I don't know, man. You know, like uh, these episodes are really good. I'm not sure if I'm up to standard. I said, "Don't worry. <laughs> Let's just talk about New Zealand. We'll figure it out. I'm sure you you're a curious person. We'll do it." And it turned out to be a good episode. And uh, okay. eventually he's happy with the outcome, which I'm I'm happy for that. Um and what I want to say is something really, really curious. We recorded as I mean you recorded the Luxembourg episode in Lithuania and now when we're gonna talk about Lithuania, you're in Luxembourg.
1: Yeah, it just happens, you know. <laughs> Europe, you just hop on, hop off, and yeah. And when you know, when you're a tour guide, you can talk from whatever you are about the place. And you know, as I'm from Lithuania. I hope it's going to be easy, you know, it's like sometimes about your own country, you know, less than when you <laughs> move to a new place. But, you know, try me.
0: <laughs> indeed, indeed. Most of the times, unfortunately, that's the case. And I'm I'm guilty of that as well. I don't know much of Bulgaria as, as much as I know in London. But if I have this mentality before when I was in Bulgaria, I would definitely, you know, learn more things. Now, every time I go back to Bulgaria, I don't see just my friends and family, but I spare some time to explore, go to the nature or visit monasteries or learn something new so it's uh yeah definitely Great. hopefully maybe this this episode challenge you as well to dig a bit more about your <laughs> home country and learn something new
1: yeah and also not only know each other but also the ones that are listening you know also learn about your own country or whatever you're living now
0: yes indeed indeed okay we're going to talk about Lithuania um what is the difference size wise about Lithuania and Luxembourg they're not it's not much of a difference is it or am I wrong
1: yeah so Luxembourg it's uh really you know like the dwarf country like super small but you know I always thought that Lithuania is small and then when I moved here I was like okay it can be smaller so Luxembourg is like 57 and 82 kilometers and Lithuania it's like uh, 350 and then around 250 something like that so it's you know More than 200 and more than 300 kilometers to cross. So, for example, if you want to go to the beach that we have beautiful beach and uh, dunes and yeah, of the Baltic Sea. So, from the capital, Vilnius, where I come from, you need to take a, yeah, a bus or a car and it will be more than three hours. So, even though it is a small country, it's not that tiny. So, there's plenty to explore.
0: I know usually these countries that, you know, they seem small and not much to see, they usually have a lot of treasures hidden there. And that's, we're hoping to learn about, uh, in this episode about Lithuania. Okay. Um, usually what I ask is about the airport, um, at the beginning. So how do we get in this country? I would assume, uh, you should go to Vilnius and then wherever you're staying, just, you know, drive from there. Is that the case?
1: Yeah, yes, and no. Because in Lithuania we have uh, three international airports, so you can come to the capital of Vilnius or to the middle of the country that is Konas and you have quite a lot of connections, you know, with Ryanair, and you can even fly to Palanga, that is the coastal town. So if you just want to go and explore the seaside and really go for just vacation, you can also do that. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but then as we talk about Vilnius, so for example, um, yeah, from the airport, you just can take a taxi. It shouldn't be more than 10 euros to go to the city center and it's really quite close. Or if you're on a budget, you can just hop on, on a, a 3G bus that stops right in front of the airport. It costs one euro only <laughs> and you can go uh, all the way to the city center too. So taxi or... Uh, yeah. All the bus works perfectly. Actually, also there's a train, but I never used the train because, uh, <gasps> yeah, but yeah, because it takes only seven minutes. So uh, Lithuanians are quite proud that only with seven minutes, you can reach the city center of Vilnius from there. So
0: why you never took the train?
1: Because uh, someone is always picking me up. I mean, normally <sighs> my mom or dad picks me up. Yes. I see, I or see. there's, yeah, there's also a very convenient car sharing app called CityBee. So you just need to download the app, put your driving license, and then you can just pay per minute and per kilometer. So if mm-hmm. you want to explore the car you know, on your own, it's very, very convenient. But you can also just rent a car or use public transportation because yeah, unless you want to go really for the nature, then you would need a car. But for the city okay. exploration, public transport and walking issues.
0: Yeah, you can see on the map, there is a lot of green happening in Lithuania. So either woods, maybe even small mountains, probably. No,
1: so Lithuania no. is very flat. No, it's very flat, but we are very famous for a lot of forest and lakes. So uh, for example, yeah, actually you can see some blues too. So we have mm-hmm. a lot of national parks and hikes and um, yeah. So for example, if you just drive from Vilnius a bit north, uh, you have uh, Ostitia National Park, and it's gorgeous. So if you like swimming during the summer, that's really perfect spot to go. But then for this, you would definitely need uh, a car.
0: Okay, as we're looking at the map now, can mm-hmm. you tell us which areas are highlighted by you? Like, what would you recommend? Which areas are highlighted?
1: Okay, so um, if you are, you know, just for the short trip, the definitely highlights is of course capital vilnius and then uh, from vilnius i highly highly recommend to take a day trip to Trake so it's just a bit south sorry trakai so it's Tra- this okay. hi- exactly you can see yeah so this is the place where we have a beautiful medieval castle and also it's surrounded by five lakes exactly you can see the image and it's on the island So you can see what I'm talking about. And yeah, if you have a drone, you can have, you know, pictures like that. And for example, if you come during the winter, don't be scared of the cold weather because you can go there and do an ice skating because the lakes around freezes and it's safe to walk around or do ice skating. I did that once. It's gorgeous. And oh yeah, here you see the picture of uh, people swimming in the lake during the winter. That's a bit extreme. (laughs) but uh, during the summer you can definitely do that because uh, the water gets warm in uh, in lakes all around yes so this one you can see it's a bit uh, a bit crazy but yes lithuanians also do that so this is definitely a highlight what to do okay. and then also konas is the second biggest city so it's kind of middle uh, more middle of lithuania and there you also have a, a nice old town, and then you can see this big water next to it. So this is actually mm, like an artificial lake because made for the hydroelectric um, power plant. And then also next to that, you have a beautiful monastery, and then also some hikes. So uh, it's uh, it's quite nice too. So this is, you know, when you if you have only a couple of days, I would say. That these mm-hmm. three cities would be the highlight. And then, if you want to you know, explore for a whole week, then of course, Claypada um, region, and you can put on Google Nida, and the Nida dunes are beautiful and like gorgeous. It's like, you see the stripes? So Claypada, and then this. Yeah, this one stripe. here, right? Exactly. So, all this area, it's just gorgeous. It's called. The, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Mm hmm.
0: So, 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 what about yeah? All these areas, gorgeous and
1: exactly because this uh, one side is the sea and the other side is this uh, artificial water. So you have uh, these beautiful, gorgeous dunes that you can uh, yeah walk around, and it's very very peaceful. And it's also part of the UNESCO World Heritage. And you can also find a lot of pine trees. So for a lot of Lithuanians, go there for their vacation. You know, during the summer, and they don't even need to fly anywhere else because all you ever need for a peaceful quiet vacation to really plug off this is you know what you have in there
0: okay so this is all these dunes are artificially put there
1: no 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 these are all natural and that's why it's in unesco it's really
0: and you can see there is a part of that that goes to the neighboring country which is
1: which is russia so actually this is a very interesting story because um, yeah, so. this you see the Kaliningrad area, a very small piece of land that is belonging to, to Russia. So in ancient times this used to be Prussia. So Prussians uh, is also kind of like from the similar tribes as Lithuanians. but then unfortunately they were all killed long before like the actual history started. And uh, then it was kind of even called like a little Lithuania and then a lot of uh, for a long time germans were living there but then because of the you know the wars and the soviet times uh, russia managed to to take that but why we are so sad because 90% of all the amber is located in exactly this peninsula uh and you know like this um, yeah, this area in kaliningrad so even though uh like amber is a really symbol uh, of lithuania to be honest of all the baltic countries And you can even find that also in Finland and Sweden, even though you can't really find much of amber in those countries. Because what's fun that, you know, you can just walk alongside, um, on the coast of Lithuania. And after the storm, you can find the amber that is kind of like a petrified resin from the old pines that used to grow uh, in this area 200 million years ago. And they were huge and they would have a lot of resin that went to the water and then stay there for these millions of years. And that's how the amber was formed. So yeah, I hope everyone knows what's amber. But yeah, exactly. This is where you can uh, find it. And uh, yeah, unfortunately, now Russia has most of it. And of course, if you go down more to to Gdansk area, to Poland, they can also dig some.
0: I see. Very, very interesting. Wow. So how would the uh, how is this happening? Well, this is this is truly amazing. I mean, if you see these dunes and everybody who's listening, I mean, you can just Google it. It's called Nida in Lithuania. It's like a, you are in the desert because I always <laughs> advertise Bulgaria like uh, it's it's really amazing. Bulgaria, really, you can go skiing, you can go hiking, we have mountains, we have forests, we have beach, and then if you're Lithuania, you can say like we have we have a lot of uh, forest, we have beach, we have a desert. I was like, what? <laughs> because I don't know how big that is. I mean, it's just one piece of land. But some pictures, the way you know, you can frame your photo, it literally looks like you're in the desert.
1: Exactly, exactly. Look at this. It's It's gorgeous. <laughs>
0: Hey Curious Nation, I hope you're enjoying this episode so far. I just wanted to throw a quick mid row here as I just recorded the intro for this episode where I said that there is a very easy way apparently to recognize a Lithuanian on the road and how that is a good way to start a conversation. So I just wanted to say about uh, my book that I recently wrote which is titled how to talk to strangers uh, that's a really good addition in my artillery that I can use for my techniques how to talk to strangers so this book has a lot of examples for my life and also a lot of tips and techniques on how to talk to strangers how to break the barriers how to just break the ice and talk to and not just talk to strangers but also make them your friends of course if you wish so And uh, it can be found on Amazon, all the Amazons across the world, like France, Germany, Australia, or wherever you are. If you have Amazon, you should be able to find it. How to Talk to Strangers by Curious Pavel. I would love to hear your feedback if you already read it. Thanks so much for listening. Let's get back to the episode.
1: If you are there, you know, for more than a couple of days, I highly recommend visiting this. Another interesting thing that is really only in Lithuania is... um, the hill of crosses so you can just put the hill of crosses mm-hmm. and it's a place with more than two hundred thousand crosses on one hill it's wow. just insane and another thing we have is also a hill of witches so some people say that okay is it I like would, a bit creepy
0: is it what 200 witches at, one, all at the same place
1: uh, no, that one is, um, it's a bit less, but it's just a park with a lot of uh, wooden statues. But this uh, story with these uh, crosses, it's also quite interesting uh, because um, there's a legend that then some, uh, you know, se- you know, some magic thing happened in there. Oh yeah, and this is the Hill of Witches. So mm-hmm. many statues of devils and witches. And this is also in this Quranian spit, so close to Nida. It's uh, in Juat so just the neighboring uh, town. So if you go, you know, for the dunes, don't miss this place too. So it's, um, yeah, quite interesting. Yeah, so Nida and then got it's a bit further.
0: Okay, so the witches and the crosses are all in the seas, in this area?
1: No, so the witches is in uh, the Kronians pit. That's how you call this uh, strip of the land. And okay. then Hill of Crosses is uh, close to Cholet. So if you go just a bit higher, so it's, um, yeah, now it's on the right corner. So it's a bit in the north, Cholet. Can you see? Yep, this right here. here. No? Yeah, Yeah. Okay. so it's a couple of kilometers from Cholet. It's the Hill of Crosses. So what a lot of people are doing, uh, they are, you know, taking a tour or just driving by car towards Riga. And this is the path you would go through Cholet towards Riga because you can see the, the road leads mm-hmm. all the way there. Yeah. Um, yeah, so with this Hill of Crosses, it's quite interesting because... Um, uh, during the Soviet times, you know, the, the government really wanted to take away all the religion. Mm-hmm. And uh, they destroyed the Hill of Crosses. But then overnight, people would bring it back. And then the next morning, the, you know, the, the Soviets would take it away. And then the other night, people, of, you know, Lithuanians would bring it back. And then after some time, you know, Soviets were like, okay, whatever, let's leave it. So at some point, they, for example, even destroyed the roads leading to the hill of crosses so for lithuanians would be hard to you know drive next to it but then they would you know park somewhere further and walk kilometer or two just to reach it so it really became a symbol of hey if we want we can be united and stay strong against the the soviet union and then ever since it's kind of you know people are bringing more and more crosses because if you visit you can buy a little cross for one or two euros and uh, they give you a pen and you can write a date your name wishes and it really becomes like a place for for prayers and really good energy because imagine if 200,000 or like more even thousand of people come to one spot with their thoughts and wishes and prayers and then you know they leave those you know good good feelings of course it's going to be quite a high energetic place so it's a, i would say something unique <laughs>
0: It is indeed something unique. In a way, it reminds me of these fences that they have so many padlocks, you know? Oh, yes. They say, you go, you lock your love there. This is, in a way, it reminds me of the same thing. I know it's completely different, but the whole picture and the whole bit, yeah. Exactly. Great. Perfect. Okay, so we are here on on the west side. So you say if you have more than two or three days, you know, you can come to the beach side, you know, enjoy, ideally, nice weather and beaches. Um. Anything else here before we go into more details of the places that you said?
1: Um, I mean, of course, there are, for example, like a beautiful Japanese garden made uh, close Ah. to Palangam. And then in uh, Kretinga you can find like a winter garden and then some minor houses. But um, yeah, this is, you know, if you really want to, to go deeper, because, for example, last summer I went to the seaside for a whole week and every day... I was driving around going to, you know, explore some different uh, places. So if you want, you can really go, go more. But I would say majority of the people, what they do, they go to the capital of Vilnius because there's also plenty of things to see and do. Mm
0: -hmm. Okay. Before we go to the, before we go to Vilnius, because that's where I want to go actually and hear more about it. Uh, What about the beach? Is it like nice temperature, nice beaches? Like how, what's the situation there?
1: Yeah so the best part of it is you know the the white sand and the dunes that you know even during the spring uh when it's not that hot you can really you know stay in the dunes and be protected from the wind and it really feels hot but then talking about the water temperature it normally doesn't stay uh, yeah uh exceed like 22 degrees i would say in the in the hot days and it also really depends on the stream because sometimes Uh, You know, it's like 23 degrees and then next morning you come and the wind changed, and it's already 18 and you're like, oh, it's a bit chilly. (laughs) Yeah, but like Lithuanians are always like we are always swimming and, you know, you can kind of call yourself a challenge that you have to swim at least once when you are in the Lithuanian seaside. But yes, comparing to the Bulgarian one. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can say, a bit chilly. Yeah, and of course, you're swimming all the time, I mean, I would assume you're used to the temperature, so okay. yeah, why not. Okay, let's go to, to Vilnius then. Um, what it is to see in Vilnius?
1: So of course, the old town that sometimes is even called uh, Italy because we have wow. so many Baroque churches. So um, the idea is that you have this nice, cozy, tiny street and then church after every corner. You can really forget that you are in uh, Lithuania and feel like you are in um, in Italy. But then, uh, of course, the main thing and attraction probably is the Cathedral Square and then the Gediminas Tower. So when you're scrolling, I can see already, yeah, like the first right picture is already, yeah. So the second picture is Cathedral. The first picture is the the Gediminas Tower. So they are really right next to each other. Uh So this is exactly where the city started. And uh, the legend goes that, um, because Trakai was actually our, uh, our capital too. So our Grand Duke Gediminas, he was hunting in these areas where Vilnius is and uh, he fell asleep and had a dream about the iron wolf that was howling like hundreds of wolves and then he was really touched by this dream and um, he went back to his pagan priest to ask oh my god what does this mean and he said that this means you have to build a city that all the world will hear about so clearly you are hearing about the, the city of Vilnius and it is the capital of Lithuania so Here you can see the cathedral and then the Gediminas Tower just behind. And then on the right side, you can see uh, three hill of crosses. So this is also quite a nice uh, viewpoint. And these three hills of crosses, uh, they are symbolizing the three um, monks that they came to Lithuania to Christianize us. But then one of the dukes actually killed them because we were pagans at that time. And uh, then, you know, when we became Christians, we felt really bad about this accident. So then, these three uh, white crosses were put on the hill to, you know, to remind us that, hey, sorry, we didn't mean that. <laughs> yeah, but now no one really thinks about the the story behind. Everyone just likes because you have a beautiful view of the old town. Hmm.
0: So is this tower leaning?
1: No, it's just the picture of the wide angle, that's what it right. feels like. But um, an interesting story about this particular tower is yes. that the reason why it's not together with the cathedral, because normally, you know, you have belfry part of the the building right here, you can clearly see that it's uh, not together because it was part of the wall that went around the, the city. So you can see that the lower part of it really looked like a tower. And then Mm -hmm. the upper three floors were built later on in the 19th century, if I'm not mistaken. And then it was turned into a belfry. So uh, nowadays you can also go up there and have a gorgeous view. Again, if you're on a budget and you don't want to pay for going in there, you can just walk on um, Gediminas Tower uh, Hill and you don't have to pay anything for that unless you want to go inside the tower and then, you know, be even higher and see the view.
0: How much is the entry for the tower?
1: Um, last summer it was five euro. So okay. maybe if it changes you, cause you know, every year it can.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> so of course. you
1: can, um, yeah, but you can find the information or in the entrance or online.
0: Okay, yeah, but it, it looks nice, okay. Well done, next something, look what pops up here. Is that, that's inside in the in, in, in the, the building. Table. Yeah, okay. What yeah. else we can see then? except the old town or something else inside the old town?
1: So uh, maybe while we are still in the old town, uh, there's the complex of university. So uh, the Vilnius University is uh, yeah, it's definitely oldest in the, the countries from 1579. And uh, the building that you know we have now, there's still university and still faculties and it, sometimes it feels quite old. So if you're studying history or philology, this is exactly you know, where you would uh, you study. And then the building complex is right next to our presidential palace. So mm. And it's like five minutes from the cathedral square. So it's definitely something not to miss. And then also you can go on the tower of um, like this in, in the university uh, church because there's one church that belongs to university. So the only one. And actually I studied in Vilnius University and that church we got the diplomas, so it was something like, oh my God, this is, you know, a super special place. That's what the church is used to for, um, for the concerts and to get diploma.
0: Yeah. You get your ceremony basically in the church.
1: Exactly. And it's, uh, you know, really historic church and, you know, the first oldest university. Because, I mean, now we have many faculties and they are all around the city, of course. So it doesn't fit everything in the city center, but at least, you know, the final ceremony you are
0: wow wow okay let me just ask you is that the church you're talking about
1: exactly exactly and you can go on top of the belfry so you see the church and then on just on the right mm-hmm. exactly and then um yeah it was quite cheap yeah. to go there, like a couple of euros and then the view is amazing because you're on top of this red um, red roof so here you can see actually a picture even better exactly this one So you see the hill of, um, you know, hill of crosses and then um, three crosses, sorry. And then the Geriminas Tower and then the cathedral and university and then the rest, you know, of the old town. And you, you now you understand what I'm talking about being the, you know, the little Italy with these Mm -hmm. tiny streets and many churches. Uh, but then talking about something different than the old town, it's right next to it, but it's called Ujupis. So this is more of the hipster area, and Ujupis literal translation is behind the river. Uh, but what's interesting that they even have, um, uh, like, they call themselves Ujupis uh, Republic. So it's actually with yes, exactly. Yes. So you can see, like, the there's the before the bridge. There's even a sign that you are entering. So what does the sign mean is that in Užupis, you have to smile. So if you're a grumpy person, you better don't go there. (laughs) And also you shouldn't drive too fast um, because the streets are very narrow. And then Mona Lisa, it's all because it's all about the art because the artist created this area. Because um, during the Soviet times, it wasn't like the nicest area to be. It wasn't really safe. So they, uh, they decided, you know, like, yeah, so the artists could afford to actually, you know, like stay there and do the art. So you can really see um, uh, the, the colorful things, the, the picture you're showing now. Unfortunately, you can't see it anymore because it's been painted over. And a lot of people during the tours would come and show me exactly this. <laughs> and uh, unfortunately, it's not there anymore but they have pictures of this building uh, and this uh, gallery so it's like an art incubator where you like every day you come and you might find something different so for example the picture that you are just standing on there's a jesus backpacker for example so it's um, yeah quite crazy things you can find and uh, the idea is that it's behind the river so you are really you know kind of surrounded by the water and nature And you can also find, uh, yeah, a lot of still abandoned buildings, but now I would say it's very, very much changing. And, uh, you know, like a lot of these artists can't even afford living there because if, for example, in 90s, it was very cheap and not safe place. Now it's one of the most prestigious places and everyone wants to live there because, first of all, it's super close to the old town and the city center. Also, it's next to the river, and all in all, it's just beautiful and cozy and a lot of cultural events going on. And actually, my favorite coffee place is in there. It's called Coffee One. It's right next to the Angel of Ujupes. So they have they yeah, they're like private owners, so it's not um yeah, Coffee One. So mm-hmm. it's you know not a chain and it's always they have homemade stuff and they never charge for the vegan milk. That's why I, <laughs> <laughs> because seriously, like sometimes they, like they charge 30, 50 or like, I know in some places in, uh, in Luxembourg, they even charge one euro for a vegan milk. And I'm like, are you kidding me? I Whoa, so they will not eater? charge
0: you for the regular milk, but for the vegan milk, they will charge you one pound uh, one euro.
1: Yeah. In some places, but then in here they never do that because, uh, yeah. Like, they say that, hey, it's just the milk. If you want to have your co- coconut milk, here you go. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. And they always have, like, the homemade ice cream and cakes and desserts and uh, little cute things. So whenever I'm in Ojupis, I always try to support the, you know, the local business mm-hmm. that is uh, yeah really from there.
0: Yeah, support the local. Love it. Support the local business, always. I see snow. I see the snow in, in that picture as well, uh, yeah. which it's no surprise that you have snow. Mm-hmm um Would you say it's uh, pleasant to visit in the winter and is it worth it to visit in the winter for something specific or ideally come springtime and summer?
1: Um, it really depends you know what you want. I would say that um, for the city trip, the um, you know winter is not that bad. I mean what I would say is maybe the worst is uh, like November when it's just slush and mostly rain and dark because if you have, uh, know sun and snow then the city looks gorgeous and then uh, yeah the, you know the pedestrian ways are clean so it's you know like safe and nice to travel and then in the city you have a lot of restaurants and uh, coffee places museums and you know plenty of things to do inside so you can just jump from one place to the other and you don't have to be you know like in the nature forever and just be freezing so um, yeah and of course the christmas markets is quite a big thing in lithuania too so if talking about the winter, I would suggest uh, like for the Christmas markets December, don't expect too much snow because the past winters, yeah, it didn't really snow much for for the Christmas period, but then if you want to see snow because some people you know travel to Europe just to see snow, then I would say February would be the, the best time. And if you want to go to Traque for ice skating, then definitely February is the time. Because then it really gets cold and the ice gets thick, so it's safe. Because uh, yeah, December it's not yet there.
0: <laughs> I see, I see. Okay, that was good. Uh, good tips for the people that like snow. Brr, I prefer beaches, but anyway. <laughs> um, okay, we will. We just made a small detour with the with the seasons. Um, let's continue. Something else in the capital that we can see.
1: Um. Now I'm like, okay, one other interesting thing is the TV tower. So it's more for the people, maybe that they are interested in the, the Soviet history because it's a bit further from the city center. And even though you get really high, most of the things that you can see is the you know old Soviet gray blocks. And yes, that's exactly the place. Uh, but you can also go up and there is a restaurant. So you sit and then you know the thing spins. So in one hour you actually have uh, you know the 360 view and you don't have to you know walk around or anything. So it's um, it's quite nice an experience and also it has a, a history behind it because in uh, 1991, one like so Lithuania in 1990 we declared independence. Uh, from Soviet Union but obviously they didn't want to to you know to let us go. so then 13 of January it was very very cold. Uh, they brought a lot of tanks back to Vilnius and the goal was to occupy the TV tower, the Parliament buildings and then uh, the the radio station yeah another building right so then people really surrounded these uh, important places and stayed all night uh, being peaceful, singing national songs. Uh, with the bonfires, and then exactly at the TV tower, at some point tanks start driving into this, uh, you know, um, harmless crowd, and uh, yeah, a couple of people died during that um, this incident, and uh, yeah, it's remembered until today. The 13th of January, it's always been celebrated. So, if you go to the TV tower, don't get surprised to see some views with the tanks and people in there. So. Now, you know, like you would know what, uh, what this story is about. So it's, uh, it's quite interesting. And also, yeah, just to see how the, the Soviet architecture looks like. So, yeah, because when you're in the, the city center, you can really feel like in Italy. And then you get out of the city center and you kind of <laughs> remember where you are.
0: I see. It's a, it, it's a really nice place, I mean, to see. Um, is this thing going up and down?
1: No, no. So you have to take elevator.
0: <laughs> okay. No, no, no. because the the way it, it looked in this picture
1: yeah, is like it, could.
0: It, it can go up to here. No, no. It's okay.
1: it's stable. Exactly. It's, it's interesting to
0: see that they didn't just leave it as a TV tower but it's basically an observation platform and a restaurant
1: and a TV tower. I mean we still ha- sort of Yeah. And what? And still a TV tower. I mean it still sends the signal because it's, still- it's Yeah,
0: yeah it, it's it's fascinating. We have uh, in London, something called BT Tower, which is in the mm-hmm. center. And it used to be a restaurant as well, but they were in the, back in the days, I think 70s or 80s, the Irish Republican Army, which is, I, um, which, which were making some, causing some problems here in England. And they were bombing basically uh, England. And that's why they, when they closed it, they closed it. And ever since you cannot, I think you cannot go there anymore, but it's something similar. It's a tower. Okay. Um we 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 have a list now of things to see like two three days whatever you are I mean how many days you have in Lithuania you have a list to see. I'm curious uh, to ask you about some extra curiosities if you have about the country if you because you shared a lot already but I'm not sure if you have something else. But before that I'm curious to find out how are Lithuanians Lithuanian people, what is the culture? Like, do you have any traditions? Is there something I need to watch out when I go there? Like any gestures or don't say this or don't do that? Like, how are the people?
1: Okay, so in general, we are quite friendly. I would say that we are quite traumatized by the Soviet times. So, for example, um I would say that especially older generation. Tend to really, you know, keep the things. So we it's hard, We have a hard time to throwing away things because then the somewhere in the back of your head is like, but what if the war comes again and you have nothing? Because during the Soviet times, you really it was so hard to you know to buy anything. There was like you know to get bananas or oranges, you would need to wait hours in line, or even like for toilet paper and stuff like that. So, for example, in uh, like my parents' place, we have so many old things, and I'm like, mom, why do we have like? 200 of these, you know, glasses or something. It's like, oh, because, you know, when the, the shops, you know, finally had it in the 90s, we were so happy there is. So we just bought, you know, whatever because it was there. And I'm like, yeah, okay. And what are we going to do with that? So I would say that in a lot of, you know, Lithuania, especially like all the families, you can really find this mentality. So people sometimes are not even aware of that, but it's somewhere because once you couldn't get it, you know, you kind of store it because what if one day, right? The history repeats. So like, you know, be like, oh, another funny thing. <laughs> I don't know if it's all the Lithuanian thing, but whatever I fly or, whatever, or you know, travel, I, I can really spot Lithuanians because we always bring black bread and the, the sausage. So, you know, it's like, oh no, let's not buy the fancy croissant in the airport, let's have our own food. I don't know if everyone does, but whatever I travel from Lithuania, I always have some sandwiches with me. So it's just, you know, like a habit because like, yeah, I could buy, but you know, like I already packed some food and I know a lot of, uh, yeah, friends that they do the same and I'm like, yeah, I'm sure it's not only our thing, but it's just like what I remembered. One thing not to do, don't whisper inside the house. We call that, uh, you will call the, the devil. So yeah, that's a big no. Um, like some other funny superstitious, I, I mean, it's not like what you not know to do, but just um also from my family so for example if you leave house and uh, you have you like forgot something you have to come back you have to look at the mirror otherwise you will be not lucky that day so um, yeah like <laughs> exactly um yeah
0: oh that's that's very interesting the the part of the sandwiches because in bulgaria we also do that you go on a road you prepare your sandwiches uh exactly from your sink. but i didn't know you we have different sandwiches. I didn't know you're so distinctive with black bread and sausage.
1: <laughs> or maybe, you know, it's just me because that's like the, the festival food and, you know, whatever you have to be long time like, just something that lasts, you know, always works. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh huh.
0: Well done. Well done. Okay. Um, what about the currency and the prices in general? So, can I go with euros?
1: Yes, yeah, so a very good question because if we would be recording this like five years ago, I would be like, oh, yeah, you know, 100 euro for the weekend, you're gonna do just fine. Um, now, uh, so in general, prices are rising because we got euro in 2015. So, um, for example, if the beer price used to be like maybe 85, 90 euro cents, now it's gonna be three, 350 euro um, in a bar, and it's yeah, we also have a lot of local Lithuanian beers. So whatever bar you go, just ask which craft beer you have. And yeah, you're gonna, like all Lithuanian beers are, are great. Um, but then yeah, for the restaurant, 10 euros should be fine. We also have a lunch deal during the, the weekdays. So like from 11 to two normally, you can have a lunch deal and it should be like definitely less than 10 euros and you can get like a soup and uh, and the main thing and maybe sometimes a coffee. It really depends on the place so the the food is quite cheap and then um yeah the the hotels now whatever i look for for flights home for example with Wizz air you know they automatically uh you know brings you to the booking and i'm like oh wow like 50 euro for a line that's quite good (laughs) so like the hotels are also uh quite cheap and we have a lot of airbnbs and uh i know a lot of people that whatever they come especially with the bigger groups uh you know, they get amazing apartments. I'm like, wow! I had no idea you can get that. So definitely check out also some Airbnb when you're you're coming. Not only hotels because you can get some some great deals. And um, yeah, in general, like shopping, the main um, main shops is kind of the same prices. You know, for the you know. so it's like not like oh go shopping in Lithuania because it's cheaper than anywhere else. I would you know I say that about US, not about Lithuania. <laughs> Yeah, but I guess like what, you know, what matters is the food and the food prices, right?
0: Yes, definitely. And the beer prices. I understand what you're saying about the euro. In Bulgaria, there is still no euro. We are in the euro zone, but we don't have euro. And I remember it was around 2010 when I was working in hotels and it was, I don't know, we, we were in the euro back then, in the euro zone. And then I remember I was speaking to the Germans. like, Oh, yeah, Bulgaria, did you get the, the euros? Like, you know, is it coming here? And I said, no, right, like, there are no plans that that's, that's going to happen in the near future. And they're like, oh, you see, Eurocom, you go down, man. <laughs> Everything, prices go up, salary stay the same. Oh, very bad, very bad. <laughs> um, but we still don't have Euro. I don't know what what's the reason. Uh, I know that there are some criteria that you need to meet. I think we're not meeting them yet. I don't know if that's deliberate. I don't know what's the case. But we still don't have Euro in Bulgaria. Um. Anything else uh, you, you would like to add? Oh, actually, now that I uh, remember, what about drink? I would assume you have this national drink that is strong, like schnapps or something. Do you?
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, we have... Um, how do you call them? The moon moonshine? Moon, uh, you know, yeah, the thing that it's like, I don't know, 70, 80 degrees and you, you know, make it somewhere in the woods. But yeah, this is not really legal, <laughs> but... <laughs>
0: make it so that sounds very dodgy You make it in the woods in the night yeah. where nobody can see you
1: <laughs> yeah exactly and like this is what you would find if you would go you know like to, to, with some locals for the sauna and then you know under the table they'd be like oh now you're you know become true lithuanian you have to drink this um but then you know talking about the you know what you can buy in the shop i definitely recommend uh, three nines so just 999 and then they have different uh, different colors so the green nines, it's uh, really similar to Jägermeister. So it's a herbal drink. Mm-hmm. And then they also have um, the the red ones and the, just the yellow ones. So it's like a flag. Now I just realized, exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> okay. Yeah, but then another thing what we have is the mead. So it's the alcohol drink made of honey. And Whoa. this one is really nice and it's quite uh, historical and it's sweet. So uh, yeah, for the girls, it's uh, really nice. So How do you call it? Mead, so it's M-E-A-D,
0: yeah, E-A-D. Oh, E-A-D. This
1: thing. Mm
0: -hmm. Okay, interesting. But, okay, but I understand. Mead, I can try from the shops, but I'm intrigued by this illegal drink that they make in the woods. How can I get my hands on that?
1: Oh, it's quite, uh, quite... Oh, yeah, this... um, I need to make a... I need to become a
0: friend with the local. Exactly. Sure. You
1: know, to go more, you know, or you know what you can try doing is like go rent uh, you know, Airbnb somewhere somewhere in the woods.
0: <laughs> and they will I have mean, it.
1: Sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's like I would say it's the south of Lithuania thing. And uh, yeah, so somewhere in uh small towns and so on. But yeah, I wouldn't uh, yeah. So how I would do you recommend it? to stick. Uh like it's um, it's moonshine i think moonshine. they they have it yeah i think they have it in in russian and other things in other places too if you...
0: okay because in in bulgaria we have rakia and yes we make it uh um we we make it homemade we do the homemade but they years ago they put a law that you cannot have as big barrel as you know you can have just certain size and you cannot brew over a certain amount you know after mm-hmm. that it gets illegal but you can still buy this arachia drink in the shops. So I'm surprised how
1: this is not in the shops at all. No, no. So, I mean, it's just kind of like vodka, but stronger. Let's put it this way.
0: I see. Okay. Now, I'm not that interested. <laughs> it's not so exciting. I'm going to go with the honey now.
1: <laughs> exactly. Trust me. That one is way, way better.
0: Okay. What yes. do you drink then, it with?
1: Uh, what? The honey meat? Yes. As just a like dessert? That. Yeah. Just, ah, you know, just don't go with dig- shots, just digestions. Exactly. I I see. <laughs>
0: okay. And what about food? What do you eat except black bread and sausages?
1: I was waiting for this question because, uh, yeah, and differently than Luxembourg, we have a lot and we are very proud of it. So the main thing is definitely Zeppelin. So it's the big potato dumplings that actually look like, the, you know, the Zeppelin, uh, the, the flying thing in the air. So, and it's, uh, yeah, so it's potatoes and with the meat inside, it's quite heavy. So if you're w- visiting during the winter, that's going to keep you warm for, <laughs> for a long time. Okay. So it's a, it's a really nice thing. And all in all, we eat a lot of uh, potatoes. So mm-hmm. potato pancakes and potato dumplings. And then just, uh, yeah, like we have uh, yeah, potato and you can boil and just with whatever. And another thing we have that's uh, very famous, it's the, this cold beetroot soup. So some people call it just a pink soup. Or, I mean, in Lithuanian, that's. How? So it's just. Shiborsche? A Sheltiborshce.
0: Sheltiborshce.
1: I can write it
0: down. Uh, okay, write it down for us after that. Sheltibor... Ah, salt. I, I see it here. Saltyborsche. Saltyborsche. Exactly.
1: Okay. Exactly. It's with S. Yeah, so it just means the cold soup. But yeah, so even though it looks uh, for some people like a medicine, it's crazy tasty and it's mm-hmm. amazing for the hot summer days because it is cold, but it's served with a hot potato. So, you know, just don't say potatoes. like, oh, exactly. With whatever, you know, with the soup, with yeah. the meal. <laughs> so, you no, know, if you order and they bring you, you know, potatoes on the side, don't say like, oh, I didn't order potatoes. because Sometimes <laughs> this happens. It has to come together, so no That's worries. a good
0: tip. So what, did you just, do you just dip the potatoes in the soup?
1: Um, yeah. It's, yeah, you can just, you know, take a sip of the soup and then a bit of the potato. I like mm-hmm. putting the, you know, smaller pieces of the potatoes inside. So okay. then the soup is not that cold, but yeah, you can try yeah.
0: different ways. cepelina, They look nice. Yes. Must yes. try. Okay. Definitely.
1: That- it's, you're gonna, you know, want to come back to Lithuania only for that.
0: You know now. Now that we're talking about Lithuania, that brings me back uh, in time a bit. I I used to work in a marketing company when I was visiting Bulgarian businesses and I was connecting them with the company. I was the representative in a way. And then I also at some point I also got the some of Lithuanian businesses in London, and they were mainly shops like food shops. And when I go there, you know, most of the people are Lithuanian. Lithuania that are selling, they, they didn't hire other people. They're Lithuanians. Uh, not all of them were speaking English. So thankfully I speak some Russian, so we're able to communicate. And they were giving me this dessert, which is basically uh what was it like cottage cheese in a way, but it's uh it it's like ice cream, but you're not supposed to eat it frozen. It has some chocolate on the side as well. You don't know it? Ah,
1: yeah, of course. I was like what? Cotton cheese. <laughs> oh, yeah. So it's, oh, it's, it's actually made of curd, but yeah, it's, I mean, we call it like the kids eat a lot, but basically, I mean, it's a lot of sugar. So it's called surales. So it's a curd dessert and it's very Eastern European thing. I mean, I would even say like very Lithuanian thing. But then when I was uh, living in Finland, I actually found, but then in Lithuania, you have, I know, like 50 different tastes and mm. with, you know, whatever berries and, you know, whatever. And then in Finland, they had one like one kind and i'm sure it was you know brought from estonia and i was like oh but at least something <laughs> yeah well, and then you know they they put that oh it's you know made of curd so you have a lot of you know protein and then you know twice as much sugar but uh, yeah whatever i go i oh my god i eat that a lot it's perfect with the coffee as a dessert mm, yes did you like it
0: yeah I, I enjoyed it weirdly i i it looked strange at the beginning and yeah, she gave it, thing. she gave it, yeah, she she gave it to me out of, it was just mainly from one shop I was getting this one, you um, know, <laughs> we had a good connection she was treating me these uh, desserts. And the first time she gave it to me, she gave it to me out of the fridge. She's like, try this one. And I started opening, she's like, no, 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 wait a bit. <laughs> you <don't> need <laughs> it frozen, wait, 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 you know, wait to get softer, they need it. Like, oh. Ah,
1: so maybe they were, uh, you know, bringing frozen so this lasts longer yeah. because, yeah. Uh, that makes mm-hmm. sense. Ooh, yeah, it has to be just
0: yeah. you know, a bit chilled. And then the other thing that fascinated me it was this lady again. Um, her name is Yeva. Mm-hmm. And I do I pronounce it correctly? Do you understand? Yes. Is that a name? Yeva? Okay. Yes. I'm um Eva. once once she was watching TV something about Lithuania, I think. I, I'm not sure how this conversation came into place, but I found out that your movies are dubbed only by one person. There's only one person who translates all the voices. And I'm like, no way. And she played something on, yeah, she played something on YouTube. And it was so bizarre because women's voices, you know, men's voices, it's all one guy. <laughs> it's all one guy. And I was like...
1: But you can still hear the original. Because, for example, in, uh, in Germany, they dub it and you can't hear the original. And so you hear only the, the German. So in Lithuanian, you can hear the original, and then, you know, the translation on top. So you kind of, I don't know, for me, exactly, you grew up with it. So it just sounds normal. But now when you say it this way, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> but at least you can hear original. So you know how the voice should sound. And then the, the translation is just for you to understand.
0: Mm-hmm. I see. Okay, yeah, I found, it that, is funny. I, found that, I found that interesting. It was interesting. Yeah. Okay. Um, is there anything else you would like to add as a finale?
1: Hmm, that you should definitely come to Lithuania and um, talk to Lithuanians in a bar or just on the street and see for yourself how amazing you know this country and city of Vilnius is. Because yes, yeah, some people still think that oh my god we are somewhere in the eastern part part of Soviet Union and mm-hmm. you know we. Are, but when people like you know, because I'm working as a tour guide, um, yeah, in there and yeah, all around, whatever. Uh, so the main thing that I would hear for people is like, wow, I had no idea this is so modern. And because uh, we have the old town and then on the other side of the river, you have the modern part with the skyscrapers and banks and offices and so on. So for people, it was like, wow, I had no idea this looks so Western and so European. So yeah, when you go there, expect to be surprised <laughs> and go with the open mind of and course. try all different food because, uh, yeah, there's more things like, yeah.
0: And find an and, Airbnb and go in the to, woods.
1: <laughs> yes. And go <laughs> and go to the supermarket to look for yeah, the suralis, like the 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 cur dessert, because I don't think they serve that in any of the restaurants. I've never seen that as you know, like hey, I want this for the dessert. So yeah, and in the shop it costs like 30, 40 cents. So yeah. Go go for that for sure. Uh-huh.
0: Okay. Perfecto. Fabulous. Um people speak Russian then, right? No! <laughs> Did I speak Russian?
1: No, oh my god, exactly. I was like, are you making you know fun of me or something? So the language is very important. Actually, for the finale, I wanted to say how to say thank you in Lithuanian. Uh-huh. That is Achu. So it's like sneezing, Achu. So Achu. And okay. the language is very important thing. Thank God you caught me on this one. So Lithuanian is one of the oldest languages in the world. It Whoa. comes from the Indo-European language group, and we even have some similarities with the Sanskrit that's all the way in India, and you're like, what is that? And it's one of the it's top 10 most difficult languages in the world. So yeah, it might sound like Russian, but it has nothing to do with Russian. And uh, yeah, we were part of Soviet Union, not really on our own will. So the official language was Russian, but Lithuanian was... Um, Forbidden to speak only in the 19th century, but this actually pushed Lithuanians to speak even more. You know, what you're not allowed to talk or do, you definitely will want to do, right? Uh, But then during the Soviet times, everyone still spoke Lithuanian. It's just that the official papers uh, were in Russian just for the people in Moscow to understand and control better, obviously. But then ever since, Lithuania is the official language and it's the only official language and the younger generation don't even really speak russian i mean you can choose that to study at school i did that but my russian is like "Mm, really -hmm. not the best so if you speak english you're gonna be just fine talking in the restaurants and uh, just on the streets if you get lost just stop someone and they will definitely help you find your directions
0: i see the reason i asked you that is because the lithuanians i was communicating with they were all speaking russians uh, Rush, they were all speaking Russian and even in Bulgaria, Bulgaria wasn't part of the Soviet Union, but we were under their influence because they, you know, mm-hmm. install people in the government that, you know, they can help them. And Russian was taught in school. So that's why I thought, yeah. you know, people were, you know, studying Russian there. But very good point. No. Exactly. So Don't I mention mean, the Russians.
1: Yeah, exactly good tip coming from you not me <laughs>
0: okay <laughs> did you started saying something before i mentioned the language so you raise your hand like oh what about this or it was mm, about the languages?
1: about the language and about achu so that thank you okay. and uh-huh. then hi is labas labas "labas." yeah labas. oh about that achu. yeah about that the the russian uh, you know people in london were speaking russian so I better not start about this. Maybe some Lithuanians will listen to that. So, yeah. They are type of people living in the UK. <laughs> I
0: see. Okay. Yeah. Let's not talk about this then.
1: Okay.
0: Well, <laughs> exactly. what I can say except "achu."
1: <laughs> Perfect. You learned it well. <laughs> yeah.
0: I, I sneeze a lot. So, it's health <laughs> Okay. Very well. Milda, thanks so much for uh, joining us for this uh, call and telling us about Lithuania, a really a small country that, you know, I haven't heard much about.
1: But you should go and get me as a guide and uh, we can explore a lot. Or if anyone else wants, just find me, Instagram, Guide Milda, Facebook, Guide Milda, you know, very easy. My brand, I didn't think too much. Just guide Milda.
0: <laughs> yeah, it has to be simple. I, I agree. It's good. Oh, yeah, like the it.
1: last thing, the last thing, you know what yes. my name means in the for the old pagans? It's yes. actually the goddess of love. Ooh. And it's a very old ancient Lithuanian name, so you can't find, you know, that many Mildas all around except for Lithuanians and Latvians, because, yeah, Lithuania and Latvia, we have a connection and then with the language and, uh, and with the language. The history we were more with Poland <laughs> I see but yeah
0: okay thank you for that note Milda <laughs> not many yeah. Mildas I'm happy to know you then probably that you're you're definitely the only Milda I know <laughs> exactly
1: great okay
0: great. thank you Milda Achu, once again I wish thank you a Pavel. fantastic day and uh, speak to you soon
1: yeah thank you and uh, thanks everyone for listening bye
0: And that's a wrap for yet another episode of the Curious Pavel Podcast Sessions. Before we finish completely, let me just tell you two things. First of all, thank you so much for listening to the whole episode. You are warming my heart. And the second one is, since you listened to this episode till the very end, that means you enjoy it. Well, don't be selfish and share this episode with other people. Before you close your app... Really, go and share this now. Open your phone, go to the episode, share it to your favorite platform. Don't be selfish, share it to other people. Let them learn something new about this country, about this city, about this place as well. Don't be selfish, share, 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 share. share. Thank you so much. If you are into visuals and it was by accident that you ended up on this podcast listening, if you prefer visuals, these episodes are also going on the YouTube channel Curious Pavel. Thanks so much for listening again for the whole episode. Thank you so much for sharing. I wish you a fantastic day and I'll see you on the next episode.